town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate, but a champion becomes a legend. From, 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 the card leave in the pool. Gay dollars months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. But out the boost, it is 15, lands clear. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, peaky thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay up? It's fatal, closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy has to pull the whip. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office preview podcast. We've been waiting and waiting, but Stradbroke Day is finally upon us and it has served up a traditional Stradbroke. It is wide open, there is speed everywhere, and this is what the X Factor's been waiting for. <laughs> Guide us through it. Been in the media sort of since, let's like, say, 2010 or where I get a selection, and I'm still 0-12, I think, in terms of having a Stradbroke winner on top. So. Well, don't lead with that. <laughs> um, but having said that, having said that, I am in front in that same time span on the race. So um, it's just that uh, they've been around the wrong way for, for the uh, posterity purposes. But in terms of investment, I think it's it's always a race you like to sort of chip up in because I like to think there's some value. Yeah, looking at it, I think you wrote it as well. But So trekking technically won as favourite, but was 6-1. to one. Black Piranha, the last mm. winner to be marked uh, inside four to one, and only four favourites in the last twenty years. And I think you'll find the sixth favourite in the Stradbroke has the best record in the last twenty years. I didn't go into whether they were fourth, fifth, or sixth pick, but I can tell you that ten of the last twelve, or put it another way, only two of the last twelve started single figures, Sincero and uh, and Trekking. So that tells you what a difficult race it is. So who is the sixth favourite? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, trying to determine that now would be difficult. There's a, not going to be much between them. It'll be on tomorrow. There'll be some chopping and changing, I assume. <coughs> mm. So mm. at the moment... Six-pick could be it. It's isotope. Yeah, well, Joint with Rothfire. Well, that's they're believable. There you go. Mm. You got the winner. Easy game. Yeah, yeah. But it sort of, to me, says um, why these big handicaps are so much fun. Now, this not... Is not the best Stradbroke field you've ever seen by a long, long stretch. It's not. But in terms of betting, it's just a fascinating challenge for punters, isn't it? I agree strongly with that. Let's circle back. (laughs) So the Cantalas now wait for Asia. I was using that as a segue for you. Thank you. It's bloody the worst decision I've seen in recent time. Pushing off the sideboard over this one. Oh, anyway, yeah, you no, are right though that this Stradbroke lacks top end talent, but because it's a handicap and because it's a great handicap that everyone in Queensland and beyond wants to win, even in the years where the pool might be a little bit thin for superstars, so there's no you know buffering or whatever in in this year's heat. Yep, for sure and certain, there's yep. nothing rated unless we're generous with old form over 120. But because it's a handicap, it's still an awesome, awesome race, mm. and you're guaranteed that. Whereas if this is wait for age, I mean. We only Yuck. have to circle back two races. <clears throat> Q22. If there's no star, things get a little desperate, right? So Alligator Blood might be looking over his box and going, hold on, come on. Yeah. His last win was Flemington, Australian mm-hmm. Guineas. Mm-hmm. Beat Superstorm. Superstorm. Tyler winner. 2020. He's run enormous first up, and I get the feeling the X Factor is keen. I am keen. Um, I penned this story on Thursday. I'm hoping to get a bit of backup here. But we've seen in the lead-ups how even they were, they'd throw a blanket over the BRC Sprint, throw a blanket over the Kingsford Smith Cup. So you're looking from those, which one out of those 
can go to a higher level, has demonstrated they can go to a higher level. Um, and he's the, he's the logical one for me that has demonstrated that. Now, admittedly, that's some time ago, but uh, we're in a different ballgame now. New stable, first go for new stable, he's wound back the clock and ran enormous when conditions really didn't suit him. He was stuck wide under a big weight first up. I just think, how is there not going to be improvement in him from that run? It was his first go in 160 days. Obviously targeted this Stradbroke to be peaking here. There's just got to be improvement in him, whereas I'm not convinced there's a whole lot of improvement in the others around him. Yeah, quite remarkable for them to produce alligator blood to run such a high rating. We touched on, you know, when he had his super <clears throat> That's his best performance since then. So it's his best performance yes. since that Guineas, which is remarkable given he looked to be lost in his previous preps. And yep. he's got to have improvement. Touched on the Kingsford Smith Cup and the BRC Sprint. So 14 of 18 come through those races. You mentioned they were so similar. So the Kingsford Smith Cup was two and a half lengths slower than the BRC Sprint. This is the same course and distance, one race apart. But it was two lengths faster home. Only a neck separated the first four in both races. So it is quite tricky to determine who was the best run but he is the highest rated coming through that he rates higher than apache chase on that performance in defeat on our numbers yes just the draw what does tim clark do yeah well he's not going to get a worse run than he got last time so i consoled myself with that fact um you know he was four deep with cover last time so hopefully three deep with cover this time can can do the trick i think i'd hate to see them push forward um, you may disagree, but I think there's enough there pushing forward to ensure this is a genuinely run race. And I like what he did there, finishing off strongly there from from worse than midfield. I'm happy to be told I'm wrong, but I just feel like pushing forward outside of uh, Rothfire, Buffalo River, Apache Chase holding spots, Emerald Kingdom. I think Nick Inova probably rolls forward from the 16. Bandersnatch rolls forward. I just think it could get nice and ugly as opposed to concede and, and bank on that being a genuine tempo and um, seeing if he's good enough. Well, that, that's the tr- They absolutely have to get him to relax. Like, they can't rush. I think yeah. if they get rushing from out there, that they could cause trouble. Like, for him, that would be a yeah. a bad thing and, and surely they're smart enough to... I mean, he's with Gay. They're going to be positive. Yeah. They're not going to be negative. But they, yeah, go quickly, but don't hurry. Mm. This day last year, we saw converge for the same stable, just find his feet yeah, and, um, and let rip. Yes. That worked nicely. Yeah. Do you know the interesting yeah. thing you talk about the how even and how tricky it is to line those the margin spreads and this is why I was a little bit funny about the track two weeks ago, the margin spreads in those races were bizarre in the way that they were so compressed and it was like that in the Doom and Cup as well. But it was the mm. spread first to fifth was like fifty percent of what is typical this century in, in both of those races, which is really strange. But it also adds to the the complete confusion i would say of the stradbroke in that as you say so much of that form comes through there um and and both of those races seem weird results they're not they're not normal results those races at all and so that does lead you to think should i be looking elsewhere and the obvious elsewhere is Ayrton and and what do we make of him yeah i don't like him tomorrow you touched on this is a classic let's go looking for different form and usually i would be leading that charge i don't know if he's the different form i want though he burst onto the scene early he was rated 109 after two starts and adam will be quick to tell you that doesn't happen very often but he hasn't 
really bettered that mark. He ran 110 first up this prep. But surprisingly, he hasn't really stepped forward. And did he show us what he was at his second start? And then he's not any better than that. That's the little nigger with me from with Ayrton. He's got the terrible draw, but he's got Jamie Carr. So that sort of negates everything, really. Mm. Like, I don't think there's a run of his this season that could get me excited about backing him in this race. Is there a run in his career? He's going to have no. to. He's going to have to do no. something he hasn't done before. He's done a lot right. I thought he did a terrific mm. job to win first up off that long break and a near death experience, and he's he's come out and beat a really competitive field at Caulfield. But this is harder. Way Has harder. to be. Like Apache Chase, he's a hard horse to get past, especially at Eagle Farm. Couldn't do it last year. That's right. You look at their respective performances subsequent. You know, one's really really gone on with it, and the other one sort of stayed where he was. Yeah, well, Apache Chase is a better horse 12 years on than he was last year when he was well-backed in the race. He must be. He's probably the one that sort of stands out a bit in the market that could be very wrong. Like 11-11 is, I wish he got there last start, but he's got to be well-found now. Whereas Apache Chase Mm. beat him, meets him at the same weights, and he's going to be in front of him in the run. I think it's a perfect draw for him because he doesn't have to lead where he he can get the nice drop just behind them. And 11-11 at best will be midfield and probably chasing, which is because it looks really fast, especially if they let rip with Rothfire. So I think in the for me, the market, he's probably the one that stands out a little bit. Yes. Yeah, I just... The, the hard run handicap sort of leaves me wanting to find others than Apache Chase. Um, even though what you, know, you say is the better horse and whatnot, but it's that style of horse doesn't win many Stradrokes. You look back, I think River Lad was on speed, Adam was on speed, and there's not a whole lot else that were. So it's just normally it's set up for something to swoop, and it's not like he's pitchforked in. You know, he's weighted to his mark. Um, yeah, but I see why you'd think that he could shorten up in the market, and I could see that easily happening. What's do you make of Isotope? Willie Pike, the best duck and weave rider in the country. This is mm-hmm. Taylor made fifty two and a half. Her form looks bad, but I don't think her run last start. I thought it was okay. When the weights came out, I thought, well, she's the one because she looked at all the others and thought, oh, they're sort of she's they're weighted up to their best. But she with fifty two and a half, yeah, that's a winning weight. And I expected her to show that last time, and she didn't. Ryan Maloney said post race uh, she just hasn't come up or not going as well as she was in the summer. So I put that to Tony Gollan in the past week, and he said, yeah, he walked away that day thinking the same thing, that she was disappointing. But they subsequently found a little issue across her back that had just been irritating her. Um, They had it treated with uh, physio, and Gollan has said she's a completely different horse in terms of her demeanour since then. He said, leading up to that other race that you'd go in a box and she didn't want a bar of anyone. He said, now she's back to being her old self of... You're happy to happy to have company with her. So I, you know, you, you can read too much into all of that, but I think it's enough reason to sort of say, well, okay, there's a, you can can possibly excuse that, and if you can excuse the last run, you can certainly excuse the previous two. And I think her best is 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 the certainly in the last twelve months is a benchmark for this race. Stable turned a little bit of a corner. A couple of good winners last week. Baller Correct. was similar. Had been only just yeah. going, and then. 
Bang. Yeah, your words were ringing in my ears as he powered away from them last week. But uh, you're right, it had been a pretty dry carnival for Gollan up until last week, and then all of a sudden they go bang, bang with Vinko and Borla. Mm. So it's amazing what happens when a stable turns a corner, how the momentum can then continue. They feel like they're a, they're a momentum yard as well. When mm. they're hot, they're hot, right? Mm. 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 Um, they're them my two alligator blood and isotope. Rothfire, what do you say, do with surely him? Surely we mention Rothfire before we move on. The barrier, I think, is a rough one for him. Like his one also would have liked to see draw softer just to be able to lob there and see if there's anything... You know, conserve enough energy to, to have something at the end. Do you reckon Heathcote asked if he could swap Rothfire and uh, Emerald Kingdom's draws? <laughs> Come on, guys, do me a favour. <laughs> Queensland legend. He, <laughs> he took it reasonably well, certainly externally, maybe internally he was probably churning. Um, but, yeah, look, you know, it's, it's an absolute blow, isn't it? Because you, you, the worst thing, there was four and 20 sitting on the table and they said when they're going there, we'd love four. And uh, Louise Yates is a lovely lady um, who, who picked the draw for Rothfire. Um, she's obviously tortured herself since that, since Tuesday night. But <laughs> it was just a flip of a coin and they've gone the wrong way. And Rob sold in the wound that uh, meant uh, arch rival isotope come up with four. I can tell you I'm never doing that. Um, if I'm, <laughs> I'm never going to a barrier draw and picking one. You can't win. You're on a hiding to nothing. Oh, it's yeah, awful. Glass half full. I think I'd almost rather 20 than 4. No him, way! Keep him out of the hustle and bustle and just cop three wide and let him run his race. The geometry of that, they're so worried about... I mean, don't get me started on the absurdity of being so worried about being close to the paint and how many lengths they're willing to give up to find that extra one. Like, do the math. No, I'm not worried. Be three deep and run your race. And if you get beat half a length and it's because of the geometry of the whole thing, well, what a shame. But it doesn't... These horses get beaten so much further than that and they go, oh, the wide draw. <laughs> Guys, you lost a length and then you gave up six trying to get in. Just be three deep. The diff- Let him run and if he's good enough, he's good enough. The difference is, all that being said, if he draws four, he gets a cold drop. So he doesn't have to be bustled. He's just going to land there well, behind what I'm the speed. Is he, what, don't bustle him. Chill out. Yeah, you can't chill from out there. Chill. Trust me. Do it. Where's he going to be? Just roll. Just uh, let him ride him. Don't worry a, about the race. It Just looks roll horrible. Across. Yeah, this is because everyone over. It's reactions to it that are worse than the actual draw. <laughs> You're doing the map. It's not good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't do a map. Last thing you should do. Maps are the worst thing in racing. Burn them. All of them. <laughs> They're rubbish. You hate replays. Um, you hate maps. I do. I hate all of that. <laughs> I'm surprised you even Replays are no good now. No. Replays are no good. Oh, he hates replays. I'm surprised. Make to be sense. honest, I don't even know why he watches the races. He might as well just sit find there and them get inter- I find them an entertaining <laughs> spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to a replay a little later that's, that's worth watching. Um, I, I, I've got him third pick. I, I think that, you know, he was almost there last time and maybe you know, he's not the horse he was. I think he probably wins a Kingston Smith Cup if, if they elected to roll on into that first turn and sit outside Apache Chase as opposed to tuck in behind. Um, but he was pretty good. He was good. I thought that was a – he had to run well there and um, he ran well enough to stay interesting. Yep. And he's sixth favourite. Well, <laughs> and history says. <laughs> he's in. So alligator blood for you and alligator blood for me. Yeah. That's it. Adam, do you have your two? Do you have one? No. Do you, after all of that chat, to be honest, I'm, I must admit I'm very cold on the whole thing. I don't have a <laughs> – 
<laughs> no vibe? I, I genuinely don't have a very strong opinion. I can't force an opinion. No I just, feel? I have no feel. No. But you, you make a compelling case for alligator blood. He and Rothfire are the two that, as you say, Nathan made a really good point that, that you know, the finishes were abnormal to the two main lead-ups and so I'm looking for something that can do something different to that. I don't think that's true form. So, yeah, Alligator Blood and Rothfire are the two that um, probably more speculative, oh, not really, speculative that either of them really could could recapture their best, but they, they could and if they do, they're the best horses there. Agree with Alligator Blood. I looked at it in two ways. I don't like Enton, different form, so I'm happy to pen that concept. And the two best runs out of the two main lead-ups, 11-11 in the Kingsford Smith. It's funny, fourth up is his go. That's when he's, that's basically all his career wins have come fourth up. But I'm hoping the way he performed, because he never really goes fresh, and the way he performed first up at Scone, I'm hoping he's a little more forward there. So third up is essentially the sweet spot for him. It sounds like overfitting. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> overfitting. But I thought he was the best run in that and Alligator Blood was the best run in the BRC sprint, so they'll be my two in the Stradbroke. The two-year-old feature, a bit of news around, political debate, needs to undergo a veterinary examination tomorrow morning. Have you got any word, Nathan? Um, no, but it's obviously pretty concerning, isn't it? But, uh, that's the story. I really hope the horse runs because I'm, I'm against him and don't want to cop a deduction. Um, but I, I hope he runs for the race as well because I think he's a really good stayer in the making and you, you want as many you know, good horses in the race as you can, but uh, it's clearly not ideal. What is your lean away from him then? Are you sharp and smart or? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm the size form the whole way through. I think it's being overplayed what happened there last week and the ones that finished third and fourth re- support my argument reasonably well. Uh, I just think she's a belter, should be clear favourite. She was outstanding in the size. Um, Swiss Exile was all over a winner there. She sat back and then in the end she had a length to spare on him. So, and only two-year-olds, so no reason she's not going to see out 1,600 metres. Stable seems reasonably bullish. I think she's got a better turn of foot than the other two. Go ahead. I've got nothing. you got nothing on this race as well. What, no, are you, no. what are you even here for? Yeah, I'm with you as in anti-political debate. I thought off mm-hmm. last weekend, Sharp and Smart was clearly the pick of the two in that race. God, I wish he got there, but we predicted it to be the barrier trial for this. Well, as I said, I told uh, I told Adam that um, Kiwi Form's no good, and <laughs> I sent him a message to just again. confirm that when the, when the horse was um, yeah. beaten. I appreciated that message. Actually. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> standing there with the ticket, $9, loved it. Um, oh, I wasn't standing by that point. <laughs> But you look at what he did in his first two starts. He was good on Dubu and then they backed him up and he ran enormous, ran really good time. So clearly this is the plan. They back him up. If he shows similar improvement to what he did start one to start two, well, he's going to be very hard to beat. But agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he improves 21 pounds from start one to start two, well, yeah, 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 he'll win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he won't do that. He might. <laughs> it's the uh, best two-year-old we've seen since Piero. <laughs> What's he rated now? It's 103. 103. 103. 123. I'll play devil's advocate for one second. I, I mean, let's ignore the potential cloud hanging over him. But political debate, it's 70-30, the SP ratio last time. And just cold probabilistic facts. He's So you think, he's a last start winner, so we know they're both positives. 
Chris Waller, James McDonald, and now he's outsider against the horse that he beat, who's not James McDonald, is by Redwood like, and lost. Mm. So probabilistically, I mean, it, I know what you're saying and I get it, but if we go into this ice cold, political debate's shorter than him. No. I think <coughs> Off those I ice cold that. facts. Straight up, like I'm not, this is not my opinion I reckon in any way. This is just the things that are there on the page. We have to override that with a whole bunch of feelings and opinions. He did get pinballed early in that race, didn't he, political debate? Didn't Brad Stewart cop a nice old stretch for interference he caused uh, early in the race? Checked at 1,000, yeah. I reckon this is yeah. a problem with political debate. James really had to hunt him to take up a position. Like he was into him. Like the barrier is bad for political debate. Like he's going to settle behind sharp and smart. And for me... That's another reason why I would mark sharp and smart inside him. The SP ratio last start, that was a lot was factored into the fact that they weren't really trying on sharp and smart. He drew wide, they were going back to last. Like that's factored into your SP. So I'm not really reading too much into him starting so much bigger than political debate. And I don't think political debate's any good. <laughs> like I really don't. I don't think he's any good. Well, it's inter- I mean, like he's again, fallen in. J Mac gave him a 15 last start and he's fell in against a horse that was off, you know, 42 days. They rode him cold. Mm. Well, I'll say this. It's very. It's a very long bow to draw to say that Sharp and Smart is and political debate is no good at all because he beat him. And the, Sharp and Smart didn't finish fast enough to say it was a complete, like, it was f- true and fair. When we say mm. no good, I mean, we're talking about are they a group one horse or not? And political debate will not be, is my thinking, where Sharp and Smart is and will be. Okay. Political, as I said before, political debate has a, a lot of um, high probability profile ticks. But nothing on the track. Blue-blooded so-you thinks who are that good that soon, as a general rule, have a really good chance of being very good horses. Mm. And a better chance, if we're, if we're going the frequency method, they're a better chance than Rogie's Redwoods. Don't you reckon <laughs> Rogie's Redwood has overachieved, that being the case? Therefore, he must be good. Uh, when you say, hey, he's overachieved, that doesn't make me want to back him at all. That makes me want to, he's got, what, he's going to regress to mean. No. <laughs> this is about, what are you doing? And now you want to back him as favourite. He likes to spend a lot of time talking about, A, a situation that may probably not eventuate tomorrow, yeah, and B, <laughs> two horses that are there just to compete for the minors. It's a, well, a compelling case you make. I will yeah. say this for the size. I, mm-hmm. It left me a little cold as well, the size. I didn't think that was a deep... That's not unusual. Yeah. I didn't think that was a particularly deep or strong race, but... Um, but neither of 99% of the other two-odd races on in Australia this year. Exactly. Um, You're and still at least waiting. that spread of margins was on that same day when most of the spread to fifth was about 50% of what is typical and it was margins were very compressed. The size wasn't. It was normal. So it was a good, solid piece of form that you could trust. So is that a double tick then for the winner? Can I make a case for Brereton out of the size? Yeah, do it. I thought he was very good. He was stuck out wide on a limb, midfield. The winner went past him pretty comfortably, but she's probably entitled to given the respective runs. He was 28 days between 1,000 up to 1,400, and he's still punching away at the end. Now, he draws out tomorrow, but there's no doubt in my mind he can just roll forward off this 1,600-metre stay. He got a beautiful run to that first turn. I think he can land eventually in the first three or four without having to do a lot of work with a more conservative run tomorrow. I, I think that he is difficult to get past. I think he was a ridiculous price early in the week, around $16 it was. Uh, more realistic now, but uh, I I think he'll run a really good race. I remember Peter Moody was so bullish 
leading into that size. And he obviously ran a clear new peak going to 1,400 off, as you touched on, going from 1,000. And he came away disappointed there. So I did take note of that. And he's bred to wild by Zoostar, his mum. He should, the mile should suit him. He's from the family of um, in top swing, the Caulfield Guineas winner. There you go. No, he's, I, I would not talk anyone out of backing him. There we go. There we so then go. I've got, I've got those two ahead of last week's two. Yeah, I think that's a – I mean, I don't, but I, I think that's a fair um, – actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I do have She's a Belter mm. ahead of them, but I sort of expected them to leapfrog. Right. Um, but at those prices, I would I would probably rather back political debate, but I um, I obviously am, it might am be a academic. little bit – Yeah, it sounds like that's not really going to be an option for me. So. Mm. Mm. Which is a shame. It is a great shame. Because Move on. Political debate winning in Group 1. 24 hours on from Simon Dinopoulos saying he's not a Group 1 horse would have been something to rejoice. <laughs> Just means you've got to wait six months now instead. Yeah. Actually, we're in June, only uh, four months, when the Spring Champion stakes. Oh, you reckon he's going to win that group too? <laughs> <laughs> Don't start going about what's Group 1 and Group 2. You'll Speaking be a whole of lot less. Come on. Q22. Yes. Why won't Huerta just win again? Um, no, no reason. Um, you'd think that the one, two out of the Doom and Cup are the ones with with upside. The others are all very, very, very well exposed. Um, and Huetel looks like he's going to get a nicer run than Maximal again. So that may well be the way it pans out. Yeah, nice to see Maximal do something. Yeah, that might be the little angle is that Maximal's now had a run to set him straight. So we now finally get to see him run off a good run. Which yes. we, haven't, we haven't seen that yet, so um, <coughs> that could be his um, his little positive. The thing about Maximal for me is I still it's still seared in my brain is that in what was the and we're in that week again, the fastest race of the entire Royal Ascot Carnival last year. He trucked over the over the hill there at Ascot and was swinging as well as anything at sort of the two pole, if you like, um, and then blew out late. In as I said, they were. Nowhere to hide in that St James's Palace last year, so he got beaten five in the end, but fourth. And as I said, he travelled like he belonged, um, mm. and then yeah, he, then he bumped into the maybe the world's best horse in in Bayed and and then came down here, and it it hasn't worked yet. But last start was a a sign. So yeah, if we can see him, the the potential of that run at Ascot, I think, says that he's he's well and truly good enough to win a race like that. But the run that he gets tomorrow is a bit nasty. Is that mm. And he, he sort of had an inclination to sort of over-race last time, didn't he, as well? So the barrier, sort of a double whammy on that front, that doesn't help. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they jiggy-jogged. He wants, he's going, as I said, his best run there is in a high-pressure Group 1. So he probably wants them to burn along. Has he got, is there any hope of that? Let me refer to my map, another thing that you've said that you don't like today. I would think not likely. Um, I've got Polly Gray, Colding and Yonkers sort of just landing there and... <clears throat> Numeria not far away. Yeah. So they won't be breaking any records, that's for sure. No. So that probably um, that probably goes against him, I think. Those tuning in from France, hoping you can shed a bit of light on this, they're seeing Huerta marked inside hopeful. They've raced in France. Have they? Hopeful clearly had his measure. Can you – what are you expecting from it? 
I don't know what I'll defer, I'll defer to Adam for that. Oh, yeah, no, that's all right. Right. Seen... Surely not good enough. No, I don't know why Hopeful is single figures. Hmm. So I've actually got Hopeful a better horse in Australia than he was. He's another horse. Zaki-esque. He's just taken to the niche. Just a <laughs> superior trainer to these Euro hacks. And I've got his two runs this time in being his best two runs and being surely, surely... Nowhere near good enough. I mean, beating the front man in a heavy track Lord Mayor's Cup can't be winning here, can it? Although we did jokingly suggest that without Zaki, the Dooman Cup was a Wagga Cup slash JRA plate slash Lord Mayor's Cup. <laughs> um, <coughs> no, surely he gets turned away. I think that's a – put it this way, that's a long way. Like, Maximal should smash them up. Yeah. Yes. That is the amazing thing when you get horses as imports. One of two ways, yeah, they, they can go. Um, like Huerta's just gone like a rocket. Mm. Maximal prior to last start was struggling to get out of his own way, but back onto a good track obviously was key to him performing much better. But, yeah, it's interesting. If you had people in Europe looking at this market, they'd be like, what? How is this possible? It's a truly international race as well because we've got the hero of Hungary. Estefani, with um, representing the um, the German and, and Hungarian form there, and funnily enough, not too far away in the in the Duman Cup. But as I said, that was a very slowly running, compressed margin race. So I don't really give much of a chance either. Let's move to the Brisbane Cup because I've been waiting twenty four hours for this oh. pearl of wisdom from you. So um, let's been, move along to that. Sharpening the knife. Oh, sharpening just, the so knife twenty four hours. I'm reading along Nathan's thoughts, getting a head start on on all of this, and then there it is. Uh, and in a dismissive, correct me if it wasn't a dismissive tone. In a dismissive tone, you know, oh, I you know, thought of that. Been to the hurdle trials. That's yes. A good, you're, you view that as a, well, he, he's gone because he's been to the hurdle trials. I'm viewing that as a look out. He's been over, mm. the, he's been over the sticks, sharpened up. So he did that. He went to Cran- – he, I thought he was so disappointing in an ordinary race behind Blandford Lad. They flicked him off to the trials and he came back and since then he's gone bang behind Point Nepean in a good race, which has obviously worked out well. Four winners out of there and then he's run placed in the Ramsden – the, the trial f- sorted him out, back over the sticks, up to Queensland, two miles, only horse here who could possibly hope to make an impact in spring staying races. Kieran Maher and David Eustace over a trip to get out of their way. Wins. Mm, a compelling case. <laughs> and you're throwing uh, up 10-year-old yes, Sweet I'm, Thomas. I'm, I'm throwing up a 10-year-old, uh, that's right, that's exactly right. <laughs> You, how much faith are you then putting in that that jumps trial to sharpen him up? Because I thought he was just just going just. Yeah, I thought his last two runs were, were quite good, and he, he did run past Splendiferous fairly comfortably. Who didn't see out the trip, I thought, that day. Mm. So she won't be seeing out two miles here? Wouldn't have thought so. No. He will. Wouldn't have thought. Why yeah. This carnival so far, Mar and Eustace, we mentioned this at the start of the carnival, they're sort of, I think they were 0.7 wins against expected in Queensland over mm. a couple of years or something, and they haven't had a place getter in nine. Ready. Yeah. Jew. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'm burned after reading too much into that slow oaks horse last week. But look, I wouldn't be 
bullish in saying it can't win. I'm just saying that it was using it to try and make a case for the 10-year-old who, on the replay, Adam, the replay, ah. it was, it's quite a fascinating watch, the, the, the replay of <laughs> Sweet Thomas to watch the 300 to the 100, what went wrong, and then to see how close he got in the end. Maybe it's just an example of how slow the others were, but I don't think, you know, you throw in a couple of others here. So Irish Sequel, we know him well here in Queensland, as I outlined, and then through Irish Eyes, who I sort of thought, to me, hasn't gone to that same level that he went in the St. Ledger last year yet. Um, thinking at $6, he runs a race, because he's obviously in pretty good shape. Yeah, yeah. Last time um, I saw Sweet Thomas in Melbourne, you could, <laughs> this is you can go to the replay. He was actually unlucky, over two miles, behind Dragonstorm, who you've never heard of, and for good reason. Absolute slow coaches. Um, through our show, oh, last run is the um, that's better than his ledger run. I think last start. I think they've sorted him out, and I, mm-hmm. and I suspect that's why he's here. Right, so you're betting up? I think he is a good bet. Yeah, four dollars is um, yeah, four dollars hurdle trial in a hurdle race. <laughs> Fair enough. He didn't win the hurdle trial, by the way. The, the, the winner must go all right, does it? Saving plenty for this. Trust the yard. Right. Okay. Trust the yard. The uh, other good things on the card, Nathan, what have you got for us? Well, I thought Ranch Hound, gung-ho about Ranch Hound, as you know, and I don't think he'd be out of place if he, if he happened to fluke a run in a Stradbroke, needs two scratchings. But Is it farcical I, handicapping that he's not? Are you allowed to say that? Yeah, look. <laughs> no, I don't work for that mob. I work for the different mob. Um, yeah, it, it does seem every year the three-year-olds struggle to have enough rating points to get into the Stradbroke. I would say that, and it's possibly something that needs to be got to fix it. quote, unquote, that's not recalibrated. Queen, that's not a Queensland problem, by the way. That's a Yeah. We need a more dynamic handicap nationwide, but that's a separate. Don't get him started. We will never finish the podcast. <laughs> so as it stands, he finds himself now back to 1,200 metres against older horses who have reached their mark in life. What sticks with me is this. Why did he go to sale? Like, he's a Fast Net Rock cult, Fast Net Rock stakes-winning cult, presumably with upside, but went through a, an online auction recently. And now some of the ownership stays the same, and Coolmore's still there, but he now races in the colours of Graham and Linda Huddy. What do I read into that? Like, if he's, you know, the horse that I think he is, do they, you know, what's he going through a sale for? Mate, I mean, one ten, one twelve horses don't make Coolmore's roster, and he's not a filly. Is that the? Mm. Is it that simple? His yep. his lot in life is certainly not on Coolmore's roster. You seen that roster? Okay, my goodness. Mm. Well, they got um, political debate coming too. <laughs> got to keep room. Got to keep room for him. <laughs> I agree with you there. By the way, oh, it's very boring. Much less combative than I was in the Brisbane Cup. <laughs> no, I think he's um. He's Just looks well placed, doesn't he? He's got to beat Tycoonist and Dirty Blondo. I mean, he's, oh, he's a bit better. He's a bit better than them. For all you Blondo good. fans out there, he might not be cool, more rusted good, but he's better than Blondo. That oh, might be on the ad. Right. That might be on the stallion ad. I'll be back in Blondo here <laughs> for sure. Did you tip in last time on him when he was looked a bit stiff? Yeah, well, he was. God bless him. First up at Gosford, Chad Schofield got the run up the fence, and then yeah, last start that was horrendous. He doesn't Watch. jump. Mm. That's all right. But you know who's on board Saturday? The face of the carnival. King of Queensland, Jimmy Orman. So 
yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be going again with Blondo. I think he is back better than ever, and he was very good at the farm last start. So that is a tick for me. Going to get back. That's the little niggle, but I will be backing Blondo. Did you find the good thing in race two? Um, I shouldered arms. I will not be betting in race two, so you can go for your life. This is the tricky point at the moment. Sydney tomorrow is actually going to be a soft track, which is the best track we've had since Feb 12. So it's really right. hard when you're doing your form. You've mm-hmm. got horses building their form on heavy tracks, and Kerwin's Lane is one of them. He's not a heavy tracker, and he's racing really well. Finally gets onto a good track, and the last time we saw him on a good track, he started inside Big Boy Roy kicked his head in, and now meets him better at the weights. Hugh Bowman goes on, good draw. It is the better of the day for me at Eagle Farm on Saturday, Kerwin's Lane. So I reckon open the shoulders, Nath, because that market right. is wrong. Curiously, I um, I did put him on top in my compulsory selections I have to make, so I'll, I'll, I'll go to the well a little bit more bullish uh, with that um, that knowledge. And can I ask Adam about race one? Mm-hmm. I just look at this market and think bizarre, isn't it? Well, how? So, is there something in that that sale run that um, I'm missing of Bankmore? Nope, there's less. Mm. So you're getting four dollars fifty plus robusto, four dollars Calgary Stampede. You back one and save on the other and win on the race. Surely there was some, well, why back the other? There was some um, nine to two being bet robusto. Who, robusto, yes. He just looks. I I thought he would be a horse that I would hate at two to one, and instead, he's not that. But he surely will be. Mm. I mean, Bankmore. I mean, Bankmore will improve. Nice horse, I guess. By Maurice, is they're the positives. But things went really well for him at Sale, and the time was a stone slower than the horses in the first, the two-year-olds in the first. Um, and he wasn't finishing quickly. He was, as I said, things went really well for him. So. He has to improve lengths in 17 days mm. from sale to Eagle Farm. Um, <coughs> and Robusto, while he's not, he's no megastar, he doesn't have to be here, does he? No, no, he just and draws a gate, so he just sits better, closer in the run. Is there anything I need to be afraid of metallicity on a, a good track for the first time? The one danger is they're running the race before 12. He might think it's a trial. <laughs> And therefore, he might actually turn up. Very good point. I don't think I've, he was he was king of Sydney trials that horse, yeah. and just hasn't yeah. brought it to the races. That's that's the only. New, I mean, what a race! They've all got massive chinks. Like Bankmore, and then Robusto. Is he even going well? Calgary Stampede. Is he a horse? And that's your top four in the market. I mean, he is literally a horse. Robusto's going quite well, isn't he? I think he Just is, much for this races. grade, for this grade. I mean, yeah. he's beaten less than two lengths by Natuno. That's good form. Mm. That's the form, isn't it? And he's absolutely rashed yeah. Williamsburg before that, who's now a fringe group player. It's interesting you touch on the Natuno form because this is segue to Sydney. So it comes to Sydney, Midnight in Tokyo, which almost beat Natuno, beat She's a Belter, and it's not favourite in Sydney, which to me just stands out like that's just wrong. So it's interesting. The market is sort of that Nutuno form is in two races this weekend has sort of been ignored because you, I agree. I thought when the acceptances came out, Robusto was your default favourite and he's not. So we'll see. 
No, I think I think metallicity probably is the, the scariest of those for right both reasons of the, the time of the race and the good track. <laughs> I mean, the, the third in the um the third in the black opal. It's not a vintage black opal. It's not brilliant form, but it's this wouldn't be better than that. No. And the thinking was that he was the thinking was he's done that disappointing. So yeah. if, if he sorted that out, well, yeah, he can probably run. I mean, you're only going to have to run to 100, 100 and change to, yeah. to win this. And I think Robusto will because I think he's consistently doing that. Um, okay. And the others, as I said, big jump for, for Bankmore and Calgary Stampede is just, don't know about him. Okay. The blast out stakes, Nathan, to round us out. Is Najmati, does she just win again or how do you read it? Um, I'm not a shouldering arms here, so I couldn't back her at ten dollars last time. I'm hardly going to chime into two dollars ninety when you've got to guess whether she's going to go another hundred meters or not. Um, I just, you know, she's, well, she's the most likely winner as the market tells you, but I'm just, I'm happy to put the cue in the rack early after Alligator Blood beats Isotope in the Stradbroke and and head to the bar and let it unfold without uh, any investment. I was thinking this is a. Really, really good race for a nice glass of Shiraz. <laughs> <laughs> no lean anywhere? If I, if you forced me to have a bet, I'd probably back Vangelic because I always think she's a little bit better than the market. She's better than the market thinks she is, although the market and her record are probably on the right side. The market yeah. and her winning record are, are bang on. Her ratings are a little bit better than both the market thinks she is and her winning record. But So, I mean, I could be tempted into having something on her to slightly correct that. She's got a few terrific runs in there. A third in the Golden Eagle around the horses that are top of the Stradbroke. Mm. That sort of stuff looks um, that looks good. So she could get it right. She beat Nimalee that day and she set up the big, fast Nimalee time in the, the Queen of the Turf. So there's plenty of little bits and pieces that say Vangelic is um, good, better than two from 21. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have a glass of Shiraz. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll do us. We're from done? the Canberra region. Very good. Very good. Very good. All right, Nathan. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. Well, we look forward to seeing you on deck tomorrow, Simon. Yeah, mate. Looking forward <coughs> to it. Looking forward to it. Not sure how much sleep we'll get tonight, but very much excited for the Atkins we're, tomorrow. We're yeah. Best of luck to you and the family. Simon owns Thanks, guys. Green Shadows, not political debate. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. so the listeners know. <laughs> yeah.